Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. It's time for how to when hopefully we get some useful advice and the kinds of decisions we don't take very often. Today is how to change your career. Julie O'Connor is PRO with the Institute of Guidance Counsellors and joins us now. Afternoon, Julie. Afternoon. How are you keeping, Sean? So if somebody comes into you, Julie, as, you know, a first point of contact, they're in floods of tears, they absolutely hate their job. What are the first things you say to them? I suppose the first thing is to evaluate where the difficulties are with their present job, because more often than not, a lot of people don't dislike everything about their job. So I suppose it's not to um, jump ship too quickly, uh, and especially when you want to jump ship in terms of career or make a career change, you want to make sure that that move is the one that you'll be very, very happy with. So it's giving yourself a chance to evaluate what best suits you, evaluate your current position research what opportunities are out there and what they're looking for in various job specs that you might like to look at. Right, OK, there's a lot there now to unpack. So in terms of evaluating the job a person might have currently, how would you advise them to go about doing that? Well, first and foremost, it's like developing a pro and con list and to start doing this by doing a daily journal. So from the point of view of when people are experiencing a discontent within their job, It's figuring out within the day, what is it that really is the hurdle that they're finding it so difficult to get over, but also to check in the elements of the day that puts a smile on their face. And it could be the delivery person coming in and it could be that people, people contact that could be an important element to take into account. So that's what I would do first. Have that reflective journal on the day to day pros and cons of your present job, what it is Mm. you like, what it is you don't like. Say if they kind of. They, they don't like the job, but they love all the people they work with. Then look within the company itself to see are there other elements. So if they like the people they work with, I'm hoping that includes the manager. But maybe talk with those people because they've obviously a good rapport with them. And to say, OK, well, this is where I'm struggling. I do love the company. Is there another area I can excel in? Managers. Uh, L&D or um, people within the HR, they can be really important individuals and contacts within companies. And obviously, there's going to be more within the larger companies to help someone tease out sort of opportunities where they could sidestep within the company. So they might not like the ICT side of it, but they might be very good at the sales of the ICT. Right. OK, so so they, they, they do this assessment of where they are now when if they still come to the same conclusion that uh, uh, they want to leave, is the next stage in the in the process discovering where they could go or, or you know, what their skills and, and, and weaknesses are? And I think you're pointing it out there that, that, that helping do an assessment of what you're good at. So if you're going to make that change, you want to make sure that you are looking at yourself as a jigsaw puzzle and you want to see where your strengths are in terms of the jig, in terms of the values part, where interest areas you're at and try and come up with, OK, what is the best fit here? And You can do that assessment and assessments aren't tests. It's not a right, wrong answer. It's where you are relative to your own career values and skills and so on. So it's doing that assessment process. And it would obviously make sense to talk with the people around you, but to have a professional to to guide you through that process in terms of the career guidance counselling side of things. Right. Okay. Now, now, if, say... I assume that what we're talking about now is if a person has, you know, a, a job 
whatever the job may be, but maybe they'll move into something sort of similar to that. Uh, what if it's a massive job? For instance, let me read out a text from a, a listener. Uh, they say, I've always wanted to be a pilot. It's been a dream job since childhood. I hate my job in accounts, but I've never let myself think I could move on. What would your expert suggest for people like me who would be interested in totally upending their life? Well, first, with regard to the pilot license, it would be really important for that person to have an experience. Have they done anything from the point of view of getting the private pilot license? for example, mm. and having some exper- experience in terms of doing those shorts um, bursts. And like that, it's building up your hours of experience. And if you feel, yeah, this is really worthwhile investing in, that's a perfect example of where someone needs to do a slow burner. And if they find after getting the private pilot license that actually this is a dream that I want to engage with and grab onto And he might be more willing then to accept the few years of hard graphing and the accounting finance to fund his way of coming up to commercial pilot license, looking at opportunities to be trained as a pilot. Or if he's got a a fund in the bank to go back to college and do pilot studies. Yes, indeed. Though, I I think as far as I know, to train to be a commercial pilot is... uh extremely expensive. expensive. Yeah, Uh, I don't know if they even do it uh, in in this country or not. Uh, But uh, outside of the kind of more uh, radical jump, when uh, somebody starts looking around uh, at other companies for jobs, is it just you just get a CV, just fire out the CV to as many people as possible? Or is it a bit more targeted than that? Well, yes, looking at the CV, remember I was saying a little while ago about evaluating your current jobs. When you're at that point of, God, I really want to jump ships. So bringing your CV up to scratch will make you realize where the mishaps, where things aren't adding up, where maybe the CV is not reflecting the kind of job you want to do. So as a result in this, I really would recommend people to uh, engage in whether it be online evaluations or assessments around career interests, around career values, to help them get a sense of themselves. And that way, it not only prepared them for to make the CV that best reflects what they want to attract, but it will also help them be more prepared going into interview. So again, that's where it's sort of the going through that guidance counselling process of learning all about yourself, about where your strengths are, where that exploration piece allows you to shine. And then you can see, okay, well, what would I be best suited to to explore, whether it's a company type or whether it's a job type. Mm -hmm. And like you said, for a lot of people, it is redirecting what they've already done. Um, For some, it can be reinventing the wheel like that accountant uh, looking at Uh, going into pilot studies. But don't forget, there's an awful lot of airline companies or warehousing that exists within this country that need financial expertise. So he could make a step that way in terms of looking at an industry that he particularly likes to. Yes, though that might be torture from sitting in the office watching all the planes take over above him when he's still stuck in accounts. Uh, Somebody else wants to know, how do I explain on a CV that my previous experience isn't related at all to the job I'm applying for? Now, in, like I was saying a while ago in terms of that evaluation piece of the job, uh, the day-to-day job that you're in now, so highlight the skills or the areas that you liked within your day-to-day. 
yeah, you have to reflect on the skills that will probably, and don't forget there's so many transferable skills that you will be using in the present job that you can use in terms of, but it mightn't be so forefront in a job that you wish to go for. But if you have a clearer picture of the job you wish to go into, look at what the skill base is for that. Look at what the knowledge base is for that and tweak your CV to reflect those elements of you that show those. It's not about lying on your CV. It's about making sure your CV is reflecting the pieces that will attract the job you wish. Mm. At the same time, I imagine, Julie, when your clients come into you, 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 there's a degree of realism uh, that they have to have. They can't just apply for anything and say, oh, but I'm a quick learner. No, they can't. And this is where that's where we're talking about the exploration piece about learning about themselves. Well, that's the next step then is about the exploring the careers and doing the information research. And how you're going to go about doing that is doing things like work shadowing, talking to people in those areas, whether it be within a company, within a sector, within a company that you're interested in, ringing up the company that you could be interested. I've had people coming to me and they had a particular interest in terms of looking and working in Google or looking and working with Inklot, the makeup company, Mm. and figuring out their interests uh, with them, their skills, the subjects they like. It was chemistry. So then going into research and development within that makeup company could be a way of projecting a career and developing a career whether she'll go into that employment area or not but at least it's gearing her towards the right line and area of interest doing volunteer work in the area that you're interested in and it's interesting to study veterinary in this country you do have to pre-covid have 60 hours with two different animal sets as experience that kind that should be expected within an awful lot of areas and i find through working with people whatever work shadowing, work experience, that's the element that gives them the the most insight of what they like and what they don't like. Mm -hmm. So that would be a big thing. And then from that, they'll figure out where they need to upskill. And there's brilliant opportunities out there at the moment as a result of COVID. There's an awful lot of springboard um, funding for courses that makes it more accessible for people who do wish to make career changes, who do wish to upskill and look for more professional jobs. If a person wants to set up their own business, uh, I assume that might be a bit more complicated because there might be there might be setting up the business in their area of expertise. But when you're running your own business, there's a whole lot of other things you have to learn how to do as well. And I'm one of those people, I can tell you. <laughs> um, it is. And I, I worked in uh, education and secondary school system right up to February 2020, Sean. Timing-wise, it was impeccable in terms of just pre-COVID. <laughs> so believe me, I'm someone who, can you change your career at 50? Yes, you can. I, I'm evident of that. Can you um, it, redirect and learn new skills? And having been paid by public sector for so long, I never thought in a million years I would embrace self-employment. Having a good accountant helps. Having yeah. a husband yeah. who can also support and inform me and give me tips helps, I'll have to say. Uh, um, not everybody might most people would probably get the good accountant uh, I don't think you know uh, there might be a few offers in for your husband as well <laughs> there could be but you know what the local employment office in your area is a fantastic resource to start the ball rolling with because they have so many brief courses courses that are very minimal and cost free courses starting up the finance within your own business helping you with regard developing websites 
marketing. So there's a huge amount of support in your local enterprise office. So I'd really plead for people who are of that frame of mind that want to use their expertise that they've developed and specialize and offer that out as a consultant. That's really the first starting point, I'd say. Um, and that that journal proved really important for me as well as to what I liked and what I didn't like and what I valued and all those elements to tease out too. Uh, now, a couple more uh, questions from uh, listeners for you, Julie. Somebody wants to know, is it still true that you shouldn't let your CV run beyond two pages? Now that most CVs are attached online, does it matter anymore? I'm not a recruitment officer, but my uh, guidance that we would always give would be around the two pages as best you can. Mm. OK, um, the re- recruitment companies would be very well uh, in, uh, informative and they have an awful lot of information on their websites around how to uh, develop CVs and the kind of tips that would go into it in terms of how to structure it. So the two-page rule, it would there thereabouts, yes. Yeah. How important is, no, it depends, I suppose, what, what the... Uh, what the job is. But say, you know, people still put in the results of their leave insert on the CV. Is that really relevant if you're in your 30s and you want to move out of accounts? It's relevant if there's something in your leave insert that is highlighting an area of interest that you're trying to promote. Mm. So say, for example, if someone was uh, going back teaching and a subject that they were doing in terms of their leaving cert, it was a subject they liked and they had some experience in terms of how they continue with it. That could be important for an employer to know about, for example. Other times it may not be relevant at all. Right. So it yes. could yeah. be an element of it that you do want to highlight it. That's where I would see. But for the most part, it's not. It's the most recent education is the one that is really most important. Uh, another question. I assume this is very much a, also a, a post-COVID trend. Are there any recruiters who interview job seekers in person anymore? My CV is varied and I'm a real pe- uh, people person. So I want to meet someone in person who can help me defend my CV. Absolutely. Whether this would be a recruitment officer, guidance counselor, that's, using that a person or professional service to help sort of review the CV, to help talk it out and to be able to be the best salesperson you can be about yourself. That's really worth doing. And I know from my profession that we are meeting people face to face if they so wish to, but the choice is there to do it via Zoom or in person. Right. But but still, I suppose to answer that person's question, it's increasingly the case that if they apply for a job, it will be a Zoom interview rather than a sit down, look somebody in the eye interview. Um, I would be surprised if it's not reverting back to more face to face. There could be elements and like always you might have that initial interview via Zoom mm. anyway. Uh, but the final part of the interview phase, I would love to think is going to be a bit more in person. No harm in insisting on it, I would think. Yeah. If, you know, um, but I genuinely I wouldn't be able to speak on behalf of employers, but I would suspect that, uh, you know, the restrictions have been lifted. There should be. And I'd hoped there'd be a bit more of that in person, one to one contact and interview. Uh, also, a question we have here from a very worried parent. Uh, my daughter is talking about giving up her good job in a solicitor's firm to open a cupcake shop. Honestly, I think she's just fed up and I worry she's about to throw away a great career. What would your guest suggest I advise her? Well, 
like that, it's going back to what is it about her job that she doesn't like? And you mentioned a good point there a little while ago, Sean, about, you know, the reality check, because starting off in a new business, you would need a lot of funding. And again, this is where the local enterprise office could be of great benefit. So doing that research in advance before giving or kicking your job to touch. So it is so important to do that evaluation piece and to give yourself a bit of space, put a money aside if you wish to follow that dream and goal. But I wouldn't be dismissive of anyone's person's dream or goal. Let them figure it out from the point of view, okay, well, can I realistically afford this? Is it worthwhile? Can I go into business partnership? So obviously she'll be well-versed in terms of contracts and um, business arrangement and what to look out for. So she, she has a lot of skills that would benefit setting up a business, but she might realize when she goes through the process herself that, you know, maybe this will suit me, will not suit me. But it's only an initial dream. Let her invest in terms of researching in that dream and let her discover it for herself, but not to give up the job until she's very, very assured. Yes, indeed. Uh, and I see that on Twitter. Somebody on Twitter says, uh, I was a brickie most of my life now, a HCA in a private nursing home. So that's a bit of a dramatic change. So it kind of proves oh, it. I- can be a really good friend of mine he was a carpenter and in his 40s retrained to be a physical therapist oh, so lovely to see that with people whether they have that dramatic career change or not having feeling that they're trapped in the jobs that they're in and using the skills and the wherewithal that they have and the interests because if we all know if we're in jobs we're not interested in that's going to come across in the work we put out if we're in jobs that we're passionate about and willing to put the interest in and put the work in. And believe me, I've been through that ringer for the last two, three years, and I love what I'm doing, but I love working one-to-one with people. Julie, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was uh, Julie O'Connor. She's a guidance counsellor based in Galway, also PRO of the Institute of Guidance Counsellors. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. Good news, men. You're going to live as long as women do. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.